welcome back to the Brothers Book Club podcast, a new and reformed show. This is episode two for us, so to speak, of the book review slant that we've picked up in 2019. We're here, we're here with another classic, and we're here with what will likely be the shortest episode of this show of all time. It's possible, Ryan, totally you possible. Today? I'm doing, you know, I'm doing pretty well. Just to uh, piggyback on the title of the book, uh, I think this podcast has caught fire. This is uh, week number two, consistent. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're on a roll, as they say. I thought you meant that we were about to go up in a blaze and go in. Literally go catch, yeah, catch fire. Well, either either one. Burn this thing down. (laughs) Well, we'll see how it goes, you know. This book kind of made me want to burn the whole thing down, but. Uh, we're going to work our way through it. Well, what we've got this week is a collection of poetry and journal entries, mind you. There's some there's some bonus goodies in the back. The bonus goodies, most- yeah, the, uh, we'll get there. It's, it's pretty good. It's a collection of poetry, for the most part, by a Victorian English, obviously then, a poet named Gerard Manley Hopkins, who wrote when as as not when as Kingfisher Kingfisher's Catch Fire, fun alliteration to say. Yep. And that is, I think, one of I don't know how many poems were in here. I didn't count. Probably 20, 30, something like that. You know, each one's about a page. It's yep. typical short poetry. Yep. Um it, this is as we stated in the last episode, but in case you're joining randomly or just clicking around, um, we're doing one little black classic that's a penguin published set. Uh, per week and this is number two we're just going in the order they put them in and numbered them in and we have hit a snag early maybe this podcast <laughs> might this we might not survive this episode oh yeah we um, don't or know. maybe not uh, yeah. maybe there's gold to be mined in these hills i let's hope so i think uh, you know there's a couple there's a couple gems in here but um yeah a lot different than uh than classic volume number one Right, um, which we, you know, had a moderately pleased reaction to. Yeah, I think let's just uh, two stars or two, yeah, uh, two stumps. That's right. Yes, that's right. Two <laughs> two pickaxes? I don't know. We'll just have to keep going with like a woodland uh, kind of woodcutting theme. Yeah. Um, two pickaxes out of three. Exactly. Let's dive right into reviews. Do you want to start us this week? Give us your review. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, hard to come up with one, actually. And then it came to me like 30 minutes ago, uh, I don't know, you're probably familiar with uh, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the movie or the book, yeah, the um, book yeah. or the 80s well, uh, TV show. The, I think I've seen the movie too. I Actually, I know I have. I don't really remember it, but yeah. Yeah. Um, well, there's a part There's a part in that book and in the movie where uh, Arthur Dent is being held uh, prisoner, basically, aboard a alien spaceship, and he's forced to listen to Vogon poetry, um, which they describe as some sadistic form of torture just because it's so bad. Um, I could relate. I mean, I got. I think I got a little bit of that. It was tough to get through. Um, what, what, how? Why? I think for me, I'm just slowly discovering that poetry just doesn't do it for me. There's things that you can admire that I admire, like the um, the imagery, all the nature stuff that he's got going on. But I mean, I don't know. When you open it up and the first line of the first poem is, the world is charged with the grandeur of God. I mean, it's just kind of like, I already know that this <laughs> this book might just might not be up my alley. 
Well, to find enjoyment out of this, just thematically, you either have to, A, believe in the Christian God and the religion, and then you're pretty much all set. I mean, that's like 90% of his subject matter. That yeah, nature. That'll, that'll do it for you. Uh, or you just have to, B, suspend, I don't know, not not criticism, but I guess suspend cynicism about it, whether you're agnostic or atheist or whatever. I mean, we'll get to some of the poems and dig in a little, but I, I found a couple of the poems to be quite good. Um, overall, though, we'll, we won't review this yet. My review would be uh, stylistically he and I don't know if this is common to Victorian poets of all the lit classes I had to take. I really didn't dig into anything from England that often. It was mostly American stuff, weirdly. Um but at any rate, he has this strange manner of writing lines. It's Yoda style. This is what I say to students at tutoring, too, when you flip your subject and verb. So it's kind of like the sentence is going along and then the subject is at the end of the sentence somehow. It's like the, the order isn't what you'd expect. And it just made the line reading hard. Um, also, it's like if Yoda had nothing to contribute and he was just lonely <laughs> and didn't have any grand wisdom to like give a, someone and offer somebody and some important training. He was just instead in his hut just talking to himself like yeah, in the swamp just, you, know? you know observing trees and um you know just giving glory to god for yeah, different yeah. different things that he might see out his window and it's kind of like meandering yoda poetry i think would be the the quickest review i could give this meandering um, just, yoda poetry sounds pretty good that sounds I guess pretty so. <laughs> it's not not many people want to be lost in the swamp you know that takes a certain mentality yeah i think um I think uh, Gerard Manley Hopkins was lost in the swamp in more ways than one, possibly. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think a, a quick comment on poetry. This um, reading these poems, I wouldn't say I read a lot of poetry either. I enjoy it in um, kind of bursts. It's not the thing I read most often. Um, not not my choice. But I think poetry is just odd because I find that you can approach it one of two ways with some success. Either A, you say, I'm just going to have this kind of flow, like you read it out loud like you're supposed to, and you yeah. just kind of let the sound happen, and you don't pick it apart necessarily. You listen for you know a word or a line or something, a juxtaposition, yeah. Yeah. and you're just like, oh, that had a beautiful sound to it, and it may be a line. Or you just nitpick it to death, and you stare at every word and how it's related to every other word. I mean, it's, you know, this is like... AP lit style, like college class style, where it's like, all right, I'm going to look at every sound, the order of every sound, every word, yeah. every meter and how it relates to, and um, I guess either feel valid. This one made me do the latter. I don't think I read any of these out loud, nor was I inspired to. I think I just stared at them and had to reread sentences again or lines again, thinking, what's the subject of this again? What's yeah, the, exactly. Like, you know, it was just that was yeah, I agree. That was um, that's exactly how I felt. I I found myself rereading uh, sections over and over and over again. Uh, you know, googling different words just because you know Victorian poetry doesn't sound the way that we um, normally converse, or you know, it's not like um, it's not like you're reading anything. It's not straightforward. It's very observational. It's very, um, I don't know. It's just a little different. But yeah, I, I felt the same way. And yet, 
segue, dramatic segue. He he's got some he's got some bullets firing in this one. I don't he's know. Got, I he's feel got really some torn gems. about this book. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can I yeah, I I was able to find certain things in here that that I did like and I mean, researching the guy, um learning about sort of his life and his um his uh story as a poet and sort of where he fits into the grand um scheme of things i mean you got to give the guy some props it's you know it's easy to just pick it apart and say i don't like his style or i don't like this type of poetry but there's some good stuff we can get into here i think yeah I'm, and i'm gonna dive in with some quotes um because and we'll again get to this in the review but there's one poem in here the sea and the skylark that is just extraordinarily good I read it a bunch. Uh, it was the, one of the only ones I bothered writing on, kind of marking up and like looking at. And I thought it had its final line was just genius. Final two lines, <clears throat> which is to man's last dust drain fast towards man's first slime, which is just a great, <laughs> in, like incoherent, uncomfortable, non rhyme. I mean, there's not much rhyming. There's a bit of it, but it does rhyme with prime, which came before it's kind of an ABAB rhyme thing, but it's just a, such a, such a boring word to end on, which is fitting for the theme. It's the dust and slime imagery together is just like a great contrast. I, and just weirdly, I think I wrote down that it was the best, uh, least Pinterestable, but most prophetic quote it just it, he the, the whole poem the whole book really a lot of it is about how we don't appreciate nature and we're just ruining it and this exactly. was exactly what year was this like 1800 yeah 1800s yeah i'm jumping to the front yeah. right now so we've uh, we've jumped the shark on that one um so and he he was calling slime way back you know in the 1800s yeah true way before young word. thug or yeah anybody who uh you know rappers these days i don't know he yeah he was using it way way before that he also i mean he's all about god's eternity and nature's eternities so i think for him those things might have been the same um yep. but it opens with a dynamite line too on ear and ear, two noises too old to end. Too old to end is just such a fantastic phrase. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I don't. It, it's I, just such a well-written, little succinct. I don't know. I mean, that's poetry, right? You you've managed to make something cohere in a very short amount of words and very few words. I yeah, I could I could agree with that, and you know, the you can see two sides of it. You can read that openings opening sentence and really pick it apart and you know judge it you know basically what for what you think it is literally or you know you can you can just sort of look at it in the context and give uh give this hopkins dude props because i mean that is uh that's a pretty great phrase and it's um on its own yeah i agree i think it's i think it's pretty fantastic and the way he ends this poem uh, yeah, you, I can appreciate that in my, um, you know, totally unqualified uh, judgment of Well, you know, you've got, <laughs> you've, got, you've got a heart and soul, which I think some poets would claim is all you need, brother. That's, that's, you, got, you, got a feel, you got feelings in your chest, you know? You, got, you know, that's true. That's you got true. A, you got a beaten heart in that rib cage. Yeah, uh, some I, people would say that's all you need. Yeah, never mind. I am qualified. I am a poetry authority. Damn right, Maybe, man. Yeah. Damn right. You ever go sit under the stars, under the sky? I mean, that's half the battle. 
Yeah. Um, and that kind of leads me into uh, one of my uh, quotes that I pulled. Um, let's see. I forgot exactly. Um, oh, well, there is that good one about the, um, the Starlight Night that he... Um, I didn't pull the quote from that one, but, you know, this dude, he's he's really all about the uh, sitting sitting in nature and just sort of uh, letting himself be awed by all of uh, God's greatness. Um, but there was mm-hmm. one one line <laughs> in Pied Beauty uh, that the, <laughs> the one line I had to Google because I didn't know what the word dappled means, but it said, glory be to God for dappled things. And then it kind of leads into this... Um, you know, all different types of things, but I didn't know what dappled means. Dappled means uh, marked with spots or round patches. So he literally mm-hmm. is just sitting there and thanking God for uh, a brinded cow. Just for some shapes. You know? Yeah, and some stipples. Stip- yeah, some stippling on uh, like a trout's, <laughs> like, a tra- like uh, stippled upon trout's that swim, fresh fire, cold chestnut falls, finches' wings. Uh, you know, mm. he's just, yeah, he's just kind of sitting, admiring this, it all. Uh, what this person makes abundantly clear is how much observational, just nitpicking we've lost in the age we live in of entertainment, endless entertainment distraction. Cause just jumping to the journal that he has in the back. Oh yeah. I was just going to say. He's putting in hours of tireless thought about just staring at trees <clears throat> and. Oh Yeah. The walk that he's been on probably a dozen yep. times. Yep. It's remarkable. I mean, yeah. and he makes some astute observations back there. He's a really good quote about how one person accompanied him him on his walk. And he basically says, even one person b- destroys the beauty of isolation. I'm going to dig this quote up really quick. Yeah. He says, even with even with one companion, ecstasy is almost banished. You want to be alone and to feel that in leisure all pressure taken off, which I think uh, we, we might have some people uh, in our in our 2019. Oh, yeah. Take a lesson from that. It's OK sure. to be alone. We should all be yeah. a little more comfortable being alone. Maybe Yeah. there's. Yeah. Well, I yeah, I would I would have to agree. I think um, this dude definitely had some social anxieties. Uh, oh, yeah. That's, through, yeah. Uh, you know, reading on his Wikipedia that, you know, he would have probably been diagnosed with some sort of bipolar or. Um, uh, you know, he had, he definitely had some some little things that I think made him uh, prefer to be alone. Uh, but yeah, I I think that was good about the journals. Um, I found them to be far more interesting than any of the poems, just because. Yeah, he really he really starts off most entries just spending you know a paragraph or two just talking about what the weather's like outside and what he's you know what he's well, looking at. That was entertainment. I also yeah. think we do have to put in an official disclaimer that all Wikipedia-based diagnoses should be backed up by a medical doctor. If Agreed. You, if you believe you're suffering from any medical condition, um, just don't Check. trust Wikipedia's evaluation. <laughs> you should immediately <laughs> seek uh, professional help. And that's true for Mr. Hopkins, or, yeah, Hopkins. There we go. Yeah. I was a who's, family. Yeah, who's this person to say? And try and diagnose him with yeah, some. Yeah, I mean, sort of, ac- you know? across the across the decades and across uh, countries and whatever else. Yeah, who knows? But yeah, he, he's clearly lonely. I mean, there's no. It's the subject of a few of the poems. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> I think it was the, the, the most, the one that jumped out at me the most is the, I, I wake and I feel, um, the opening line is I wake and feel the fell of dark, not day. I mean, that is pretty grim. Yeah. Um, well, for daylight but, to rise, darkness has to die. I suppose it's true. probably a Batman quote. Was that a, was that from the last Batman movie? Something like that. I th- <laughs> something like that. Uh, yeah, that was like an Alfred quote. I think. I think the other quote I want to mention, uh, and I'm going to turn this into a recurring segment about I don't know what I'm going to call it. Who cares? It, usable quotes, basically. I'm going to give you a quote for your life. You can use it, and um, if it touches you, then maybe this is the book for you. He's got some, like we said, a lot of God talk, capital G, God. Um, and here's your newsletter, Christian Church Newsletter quote of the week. And so he does leave patience exquisite that plumes to peace thereafter, which I think would work quite well if you want to let your church chorus group know that it's going to come together, but you just need to keep practicing, et cetera, et cetera. I think that that's yeah. probably the the most usable quote there. Um, Pinterest quote, man, eh, maybe I don't know. It depends on your Pinterest board, but definitely yeah. usable for your church newsletter. Yeah, uh, yeah, I could see that one totally being on like the footer of a program for you know like a prapti- or a, a Presbyterian Catholic. Yeah, or like anything about a, a work trip or like a service thing you're doing. You know, you got to be you got to be patient, and then peace will will come. I think yeah. it's, you know, thematically, you could really hammer that in a couple different ways. Yeah. Patience plumes to peace. That's a, there's one for your Pinterest. All uh, right. Harsh. I, <laughs> I was thinking, I, well, I just like the, I wake and feel. I feel like that was like, um, that's like something you would find. <laughs> on like actually a, a pr- that's a pretty good snarky like, Twitter quote. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. It was like some, you know, it's like you, it's like some up and coming, like young, like, comedian on twitter it's just like i wake and feel that's uh yeah i i, I thought that one was pretty that good. one is yeah weirdly great i don't even was that from a poem or was that from the that journal was, it was the uh it was the title of um one of the poems it's actually on page 27 um and that was the i mean it's a really i think that was the one where he talks about oh, yeah uh, sort of the isolation and um you know kind of leaning into that darkness, but um, I just like it as a general saying, I wake and feel. Yeah, it, in the second stanza, I am gall, I am heartburn. The pathetic thing is that I'm pretty sure that's a line from like a Pepto-Bismol ad by, at this point, you know? <laughs> I am gall, I am heartburn. I am heartburn. I, but, I think that's like a Mucinex ad or it's like, I am your heartburn. I yeah. am your, yeah, I am gall. Yeah, there's a computerized like animatronic, well not animatronic, but yeah, computerized like vision of a person who's like in their own heart burning. Yeah. I am heartburn. Yeah, it's a shame I, that uh, <laughs> advertising and marketing copy is the new version of Gerard Manley Hopkins in 2019. But yeah, a lot of a lot of rips. Uh, yeah, yeah, you might uh, you know read this book and you might catch on to um, you know a lot of these advertising uh, ripoffs. Yeah, yeah, they're they've been they've been mining his stuff for years, and this podcast is intervening to give him the proper credit he deserves. <laughs> yeah. We're coming at you, Mucinex. <laughs> yeah, Pepto uh, Bismol. Yeah, new things have come to light. Uh, yeah. yeah, Gerard Manley Hopkins has come to light, man. Oh man, let's um, 
let's start to put this one in the bag then for old for old Mr. Hopkins. That's what <laughs> let's he'd want. This, yeah, let's put this puppy. To he'd bed. want he'd want this thing to end as all things must do. As all things come to an end, uh, let's try and seek the light, not we've, the dark. We've established for the purposes of this review kind of podcast, we're going to end with a rating. We're going with a three-point system still for now until we decide to do something arbitrary and different because that's what yeah, we can do. Until we find some higher form of scientific uh, grading that yeah, yeah. Uh, proves worthy because you know, right now I think this is just the pinnacle of... Uh, of the I don't know science of uh, that's right. I'm gonna hit you with some <laughs> math. I don't mind going first. I've got some math for you. I think uh, yeah. I think you need to lead off the, with this. The one. poem, the sea and the skylark, is a three. Every person listening to this must go Google this poem. I didn't actually check to see if you can get it online for free. It's the internet. It's got to be out there. If you can't, then, oh, yeah. you know, I'll just take a picture of it and put it on Twitter. This man is long dead, and I'm sure his estate <laughs> is not going to come for me. It's it's way out of copyright. You have if to anything, read this poem. I think they'd be, uh, I, if anything, I think they'd support you sharing his work. I think so. I think so. All of it seems posthumous. This is in keeping with, he didn't publish anything, so here you that, go. You know, that also deserves to be noted before we wrap this up, is that um, I thought this was fantastic. On the back of the book uh the sort of the first line in the summary is that it's (laughs) as kingfishers catch fire considered unpublishable in his lifetime the victorian priest groundbreaking experimental verse on nature's glory and despair unpublishable in his lifetime it may have been just because of the tone of things it may have just not been in keeping with the with the victorian style though i don't know that for sure yeah Yeah, that poem is a three for me Uh, if and this is weird because this would be my normal philosophy usually when you buy a poetry collection, well, especially by one author, but when you buy a poetry collection, the hope is that you get one or two gems out of there. I don't know. I mean, poetry can be so off-putting because it's personal and sometimes odd and off-kilter. And that's what I got out of this. I got a poem that I will probably not forget and I think is well-written and interesting and timely in a strange way, relevant. And that poem's a three. The collection is a one. I don't think anyone should <laughs> seek this out. I unless you know you're really into this era or um, yeah, or if Victorian poetry does anything for you, uh, you might have already read it, or you That's, should yeah. definitely seek it out. Yeah, um, it's it's very particular, and his journal entries didn't didn't rapture my attention either. But it, according to math. Uh, a three and a one the splitting the difference is two so i have to go two Mm. for this qualified recommendation and the recommendation is if you can find this but instead just find that one poem instead just do that that's my recommendation yeah tear the page out and throw the book away and then just unless it's a public library version in which case you know you'd be generous with their books if it's at a barnes and noble i mean you do what you have to do do what you got to do uh, the chances are that no one's going to even notice that it's missing for maybe ever. Um, that's true. That that book which, is lost in the stacks for sure. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's lost in the stacks, uh, which is going to lead me to my um, my rating, uh, which you probably already assumed is a one. Uh, I think just Victorian poetry is not my bag. I wasn't able to find... It was like... Um, I was waiting for... You know, we were talking about... we you know, doing the Leonard Cohen podcast. Um, there were some of his poems that like really stuck with me. And like, you know, I was able to take those away and I'll go back and I'll reread those and I'll enjoy it. Um, I wasn't able to find one poem 
that did that for me in here. That's fair. So I don't know. Yeah. So I said uh, this, you know, the book read like how mothballs smell. It's just old and dated. I don't think it has any place. I, you know, I was just rereading this piece poem too. I think this piece one is worth seeking out as well, though it does have a middle section that's kind of odd, but it's got some great, man, yeah, as much as I Pinterest newsletter joke that line, it, some of the other parts of it are great. I don't know. I, well, I'm uh, good. Discord is good. We can't, we shouldn't agree on everything. I, I have to go two for this. There are a couple of poems in here that struck me. Maybe so are you the two Leonard Cohen ones. I, well, yeah, I, oh, think, wow. I think I have to go with two just because you're a two leaning towards a three. No, I'm a two with solid the, the two. Quali- yeah, and I think the qualifications because two, like we discussed, two is the qualified recommendation. You have to give some kind of specific conditions, and my conditions sure. are you should just find these two poems, <laughs> and okay. then and then the rest, you know, I'll leave that up to your own curiosities. Okay. These two, two for I think two. are quite excellent. Yeah. Yep. Two for two, two twos from Travis. Yeah. That. Oh, yeah. We could kind of keep an updated scoreboard going. Maybe we'll look into maybe, putting that on the website. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe we'll look into that. And also, anybody listening uh, after this gets posted from week one, if anyone's still wondering about the Pinterest board, uh, those talks are still ongoing. So, <laughs> the, got a uh, lot of lawyers recurring... <laughs> to clear things with. A lot of, a lot of things to oh. clear. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I know we were talking about doing is um, trying to introduce a segment where we would try and link uh, the classic, the classic books between each other and try and find some sort of comparison. Oh my god! I completely uh, forgot about that. We should try I that right now. Ad libs. We, should, we I, should try it. So <laughs> freestyle if, it. it. Yeah, and this is just right right off the top. But if you were to take anything from the first book and try and relate it to anything from this book, what would it be? So many of the characters in that Boccaccio collection would, I think they would immediately dismiss this poet and all of his thoughts. They'd find they'd find agree. him so outrageously boring. I and, would have to agree. Yeah, they'd find him lifeless, just a little husk on the side of their like sea town where they're all like relaxing and you know tr- making trades and making deals. This guy just seems like a, a hermit that likes to wander in nature. And yeah. He kind of reminds me of that clammy dude who lost that um, that young wife to that Italian sea pirate. It's kind of oh, like yeah. I could see that pirate just just tossing this dude overboard, just making him like just walk the plank and just jump off the boat. Yeah, just, really, just emasculating him, which is a just, shame. yeah, it is a shame that you know he he probably deserves deserves more respect, but. Uh, I think yeah, yeah I, the author to author. I think he would take some of those, some of the trees that he spend that Hopkins spends, you know, hundreds of hours staring at, and he would just make the most obvious jokes about penises. I think that's probably where <laughs> Boccaccio is going. Like, yeah. look at this man whose own tree is unkempt, or I don't know, something. You know, he'd be making throwing puns around. And, oh yeah, and then Hopkins just sitting there, just taking it. I mean, there's no comeback. <laughs> <Just downturned. laughs> Just just yeah. sitting there and probably agreeing with him, you know, on the inside, which, I mean, that's a sad visual, but I think that's where we're going to have to leave it. Well, we'll leave him with this maybe reconciliation. Only one of the three of us is a legendary poet who's on Wikipedia. So for, you that, know what? for that, Hopkins, deep, deepest respect, but I got to give it deepest, a two. Deepest respect. And, you know, it is with my deepest respect that I have to give it a one. (laughs) And you know what? That's what this podcast is for. Respect. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Respect. 
let's respectfully end this uh, before the 30 minute cutoff so we can honor our pledge to keep it around that length. Before we do that, though, quick preview. We're going to keep going in chronological order for these little black penguin classics. Coming yep. up next, book number three, um, The Saga of Gunlog or Gunlog Serpent Tongue, which is an Icelandic, I suppose, a myth. Um, a Scandinavian yep. Viking Age epic. This one, Ryan, here's a sneak peek for next week. I've not read. I've I've decided I'm going to do a hard cutoff and never read ahead. I don't know why, but I'm just going to stick to that. You know what? I think that's fair. You got to keep it fresh in the memory. Yeah, I, just you know? want, I just don't want to have a poisoned opinion or anything. Um, but I did yeah. notice this one. I was flipping through when I tried to read these classics the first time. Well, I didn't try. I read about 10 of them. This one, I made it to page seven. I know this because I was annotating marking things. And then I stopped. So <laughs> I don't know what that means, <laughs> but I made, it, made okay. it to page seven out of 50 and then just immediately stopped reading. And that much well, is obvious. So you might, mu- you must not have made it to the serpent tongue yet then. So maybe that's something to look forward to. Uh, I think I made it cause there's like poems that characters speak in, in this story. And I think I made it to one of those and thought, ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, this goon log is not for me. I made it to the first paragraph where people are only saying the names of their ancestors. And I said, nah, fuck it. Yeah. Fuck this. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm good. <laughs> I, I can't wait. I can't wait to tie in that with, uh, Gerard Manley Hopkins and see how he would do in some type of weird Nordic, uh, folk tale. I think he knows the, he knew the climate up there. I think he'd be very well acclimated to it. Pretty, well, pretty well versed. I don't know though. He kind of revels in the the sunrises and sunsets and the birds and the, he I don't find he would find beauty in uh, God's creation of this serpent tongue. Goon log. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get there. Yeah. We're going to we'll, get there. I, uh, only one way to find out and that's to read the thing. All right. Yeah. Um, that concludes episode two, two of 80 technically, but who's counting of uh, the little black yeah. classics reviews. Um, we're going to keep posting these uh, wherever you found this is where we're going to keep posting them, though. We're recording this ahead of time, so we won't say where they're going to be. But, you know, normal podcast providers. Um, yeah. w- next week, uh, same time, same place. We're thinking Sunday, Monday is going to be the release day. So check back then. Um, until then, though, I'm going to go dig into the serpent tongue thing. Ryan, I don't know what you yep. got going on, but that's on my agenda. <sighs> Man, that's uh, that's it for me. But um yeah in between now and then we will uh see you between the classics see you